0: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200 200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200 200. 710 WOR. Len Berman in the morning on The Voice of New York. 710 WOR.
2: And welcome to another edition of Beat Up Len Berman because he made a stupid (laughs) mistake on the air. Okay, so I made one little mistake. I got the wrong way part, right? it was
1: not a mistake. It was fake news. Oh. Oh,
2: Hadley's accusing sportscasters of making up fake news. I'll, I'll get to this in just a second. Let me welcome everyone. Mike Bowers here is my sidekick today. Morning. Good morning, Mike, from NBC News Radio. I didn't hear you correcting me. Ray, Mr. Sports Fan over there, I didn't see you correcting me. That's a good point. Jeff, Joe Bartlett, I didn't see I, oh, Jeff you. Bartlett. I, I, well, I knew right away. Well, why don't you say something? Well,
3: you, because your I, mic, I, you turn I, on your mic. I know, I knew right away. Say, Berman, you're nuts. But you I, don't
2: know what you're talking about. And that's like, a, in three years. That's one time I didn't know what I was talking about. I doubt it,
3: but I didn't. I didn't want to embarrass you. I figured, well, some embarrassment. Quietly and- let's get it correct.
2: You told me quietly. We could go to commercial, He says, okay. you jerk." All right, well, tell everybody <laughs> what you did. Okay, here's what I did. He googled it. Well, no, there, there was no, a guy even named. Even better, there was this, there there's a story about this Rosalind Carrigan. Who said that uh, Bush Sr. grabbed her tush when she was 16? I said, Corrigan? Oh, that, that's like Wrong Way Corrigan, the football player who r- r- ran the wrong way. Well,
1: which that was fake news.
2: No, there's news.
3: probably they probably called him Wrongway Way Corrigan because this is the there guy. There you go. Yeah.
2: They No, they called him Wrong Way Regals. His no. name was Roy Regals.
1: There is no Corrigan there. <laughs> there's no
2: No, there is a Corrigan.
1: There is, but he's not a football player. No, Let's he's, go he's, back a step. Yes. So okay. So apparently,
2: right. a football it uh, it wasn't uh, was was wrong, wrong Way, way. Corrigan. But I told the story so convincingly. You did. I believe you. So sincerely. Natalie said, that's really interesting. She asked me, was that a touchdown when he ran the wrong way? And I said, no, that would be a
4: safety. That would be two points. Natalie told me she wanted to do a fake news fire with was fake too. Even
2: that part was fake? Yeah, he, he got.
4: Uh, Regal's a tackle at the three yard line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but it's even, it gets even funnier after that. It gets funnier. Yeah. The, they decided to punt. And the punt was blocked for a safety,
2: so it didn't oh, hit it. It just it just went worse. So it did wind up being a safety, right? It okay, And they I lost
4: the me. game eight to seven, so it cost them the that championship. nineteen twenty nine Rose
2: Bowl. He played for California. Okay, so I said wrong way, Cargan. I said it was a football player, and you got a tweet from. Right,
1: I got a, a tweet on our uh, Twitter account at Len Berman. W O R from AlMAX, who said wrong way Corrigan, it was actually an aviator who flew the wrong way. He was not a football player, and he sent us the Wikipedia link. Well, well I'm but. looking at
2: the Wikipedia, which is pretty funny.
1: So but anyway, so I wrote him back, I'm like, thanks, we have the smartest audience. And he said, No problem, my friend. Keep up the great work, love your show. Wow. So so the mm-hmm. guy
2: like took a shot and said he liked the show. Well, that's yeah, good. So. Well this happened in nineteen thirty eight. This is great. This is uh Douglas Corrigan. Forever ever known as Wrong Way Cargan, he made a slight mistake. He was flying from Bennett Field in Brooklyn to Long Beach, California, and he wound up in Ireland. Hey, anyone. Anyone can make a wrong turn.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it always happens. He, you know, he, I, I was wondering about this. He's over water, and he's going to California.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know. Boy, it's is, a lot of, this is a long river. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Didn't you think something was wrong?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Seems kind of shaky, yeah. That's
2: very funny. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Well, anyway. anyway,
1: they probably have used the word Wrong way, yeah. Corrigan, obviously to refer to other people who make mistakes like that.
2: Correct. And so. I'm sure they referred to a wrong way. The only problem with that story, guys, is that way, Regals was nine years earlier. So oh, oh, I'd like I'd like, oh, to, really? I'd like to I'd like to use that as my excuse. No, you but, can't. but no. But I I was busted. Okay. <laughs> but you know, I've often said in broadcasting it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Agreed.
1: Very true. Do you
2: know that eating twelve <laughs> cans of Campbell soup can make you grow a foot. I mean if you say it's Oh, sincere. I'll be there. Oh, but if you say it sincerely and like you
4: know what you're talking yes, about, yes, we had a couple people tweet in and say you were wrong. But we had so many people tweeting in in their mind's eye going, Len is so right, and this is a great story. I want to hear more about it. I should really, they should do a 30 for 30 on Wrong Way Corrigan on ESPN. Uh, a lot of people were saying that. Uh, just
2: uh, – I don't okay, want to name can move any names. On now. No, I don't want to name any names, but there were plenty of talk show hosts who just sound like, hey, they know what they're talking about. So now just. You have to you have to watch and listen to everything with a jaundiced eye, even when Berman says Wrongway Cargan was a football player. Yeah. So there you go. Our big three this morning, uh, Wrongway Regals in the 1929 <laughs> Rose Bowl. No, it uh, was. A fifth woman has accused Alabama senatorial candidate Roy Moore of sexual misconduct. Also in the big three, and we shall discuss that here, the jury in the trial of New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez, They say they're deadlocked. The judge says get back to work, and they will this morning. And rounding out the big three, the dueling politics. Are they doing it now? Let's see. No. Uh, uh, CNN is still on it, of course. CNN has not been off the story since. I think they're doing a telethon. Uh, Dueling politics. CNN's story is that Donald Jr. directly had messages with WikiLeaks and on the other side, Attorney General Sessions is consider- considering investigating the Clintons on a number of issues. But right now, Fox News is not doing that. No, They're talking about Biden slamming a new phony nationalism to GOP. Whatever that means. Yeah. So they- yeah, okay, so there you go. So those those are the big three stories. So Menendez, and, I- and he just, you know, they... You just get the feeling that it's it's just impossible to convict anyone of pay for play anymore. Uh, some don't even get charged. I mean, Mayor de Blasio, people have all these charges against him. Or not charges, but accusations. And none of them have come to fruition. You have uh, Shelly Silver, Scalos, uh, Dean Skellos uh, Both of those have been overturned. And uh, they they will be retried. And now you have
4: Menendez in New Jersey. Yeah, have you ever been on a jury that has ended in a hung jury before? No, I've never been on a jury. Oh, there you been is on nothing, too? There's nothing. There's have a
2: story about everything we we're talking about ghosts before. And Mike <laughs> says, Oh, I have a ghost story.
4: I've been on one jury yeah. and it ended in a hung jury. It was a, really? a case of a police officer that was doing a George Michael-y kind of thing in the bathroom where there was a solicitation, right. undercover police officer solicitation. So what was
2: the what was the what was the, what was
4: the charge? The charge was uh, the charge was that this man had gone in and, and accused or had charged." Um, uh, solicited the police officer for sex in the bathroom. Uh, uh. And uh, and so we're hearing the case on it. We went for about two weeks on this trial, and at the end of it all it ended in a hung jury because w- there were points where we couldn't, either half the jury couldn't believe that the police officer, uh, the police officer's story about being solicited, or that the police officer was doing the solicitation Got you. and bringing in the, the guy who How was How many go- people were on the arrested. jury? Uh, we, had the, we had 12 people on Twelve. the jury. 12? Was it was a 6-6 six, six tie? It was, it was about, it was, I, th- I want to say it was about a 6-6. Six, six, it was close to me be like a 75 5 on some level. Did but you it was enjoy a home the experience? I didn't, because it was a, the biggest waste of time. I'm oh, not okay. getting those days back. I had to how many take time th- off work. It was two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. and at the end of it all, we weren't any closer than we were when we started that thing. It wow. is the most
3: frustrating thing well, to be a part ten of. Ten weeks in the Menendez trial. Oof. Talk about frustration.
4: Yeah, but, and then, because
2: the one juror had to go on vacation, well, that was the goofy thing, the, the juror had to go on vacation last week. Had to. So they had. that was after, how many days of deliberation? Four, well, I thought you said.
3: Well, three, I think. Three, maybe. Okay,
2: well, then they had to go back and start the deliberations. Now, how do you go back and rewind deliberations
4: with someone new?
3: I mean, I don't know how that works. No, you kind of go point by point.
4: Yeah, the deliberation part is not a big deal because it's just everybody in the room, right? It's just everybody that's in the jury room. So you're just kind of going over it all again from the beginning part. Right, well, apparently uh, they said yesterday they have a hung jury and the judge says get back to work. I don't know. How does – I'm not even sure how – like being in that – Two weeks worth of hung jury situation. There wasn't another day that was going to change our minds. It didn't at the end of two weeks. If we deliberated for two weeks, we didn't have a new answer by the time. Maybe one person flipped, but there still wasn't enough to make it uh, unanimous. Well, this has to make Senator Bob Menendez feel pretty good, I would think.
0: Clearly, there are jurors uh, who believe in my innocence. I want to thank them uh, for that.
2: Well... What happened is, and what's going on now, and this is a story I was reading about in the Post, uh, four of the 12 members of the juror, jury and three alternates admitted to being exposed to press coverage of the case. That's right. Including, bad. well, we speculated last week. I mean, this, the juror who went on vacation blabbed to the media that she thought, no way, totally innocent, he's going to get off. Well, all these other jurors saw that. You know, they weren't sequestered
4: or kept away from television or anything like that. Well, then that's, that's part of the problem that you run into, because for 10 weeks, if this has been going on for 10 weeks, how could you have to work hard to miss a story on a certain level about that, right? You, there's no way you can live in the tri-state area and not have seen something about yeah. this. Including- well, this hasn't gotten a lot.
2: Truthfully, and there was a lot of criticism uh, from conservatives on this matter. How come they, uh, you're not seeing a lot on this trial? Is it because he's a Democrat? You know, they were making that case. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I, it sounded
4: like a, a a good GOP person. That was a great person. I don't know what I was voice. doing there. Uh, but I'll say this: <laughs> with that, I feel like you're a uh, wise guy, Barry. I, f- I feel like uh, even from the NBC news side, we were covering this. The yeah. stories were definitively out there. Um, I just I, I think you're at a place where you've got people who have listened to every detail of this and can't factually say whether or not there was almost a solicitation to get these things from somebody, at least definitively enough to to, to vote guilty. Well, I think the judge is right here. They started deliberations
2: at 11 o'clock in the morning, and three and a half hours later they said, okay, we have a hung jury. Now, they had been doing this for four days. So all of a sudden, after three and a half hours, they have a hung jury. So the, the judge, uh, William Wall, said, go home, get a breath of fresh air, clear your heads, and get back to work. So that will be this morning. But, you know, you had this juror last week who said, you know, she was the one who left to go on vacation after three days. Oh, it says here three days, Joe. Three days of deliberations. Evelyn Arroyo Maltzby she said, well, it looks like a hung jury. So she, she, she
4: went on vacation She was on three vacation. days deep into the deliberation. She
2: said, if I would have stayed on the jury, he would have been not guilty on every charge. She also complained that her attempts to send a note to the judge were thwarted by her fellow jurors leading in defense on Monday to complain of uh, juror misconduct, but the judge disagreed with that. So... You know the defense keeps asking for you know dismissal of the case. Mm-hmm. They, just, they keep saying, "Come on, throw this thing out." You know, but the judge disagrees, and uh, the case is continuing. But they they get back together again. There's no way. I mean, they're not going to get a
4: guilty plea. Well, it doesn't seem like a it. A guilty verdict. I, mean, I don't, yeah, I don't exactly. know how you, how you could at this point. And granted, it was you know three hours yesterday, and he sent them back home and said, you know, go, go get some rest and then come back and talk about this again, which is the right thing to do. Take that break. You need it. You've been there for a while. Having what is, from my experience, very heated discussions about this stuff, and then going over evidence again and all of that kind of stuff, it becomes very, very tiring. All right. Um, I got the big controversy today. Please, go ahead. I got it right here. Are you going to
2: call it the Mario Cuomo Bridge that happens to see you? I, I can't. Well, there's an online petition, and tens of thousands of people are complaining now. They don't want to call it the Mario Cuomo Bridge. We're going to take your phone calls. Here we go. Open phone lines. Do you call these uh, roads and bridges after their politicians, or is that a waste of time? That's all coming up next. Should it be the Mario Cuomo Bridge or not? Sign the petition. But first, well, we're talking about bridges and traffic, let's go to Bernie Vider. 824 should it be the Tappan Zee Bridge or the Mario Cuomo Bridge? Uh, this is uh, becoming a bit of a dust up here in Westchester. You have a thought on this? I saw the story in the Post this morning. 800 710 What do you think about this? There's a change.org petition. And in the last couple of days, already 45,000 people have gone online. That's amazing. To say, no, we don't want Cuomo's name on it. We want Tappan Zee Bridge. What do you think, folks? 800 And 710 um, And so here's what it says here. Uh, While Mr. Mario Cuomo may be deserving of something named after him, it should not be at the expense of history and the original settlers of our land, the Tappan Indians and the Dutch, writes the petition's creator, Monroe Mann of Portchester. The name Tappan Z has no politics associated with it, and it properly recognizes the true founders of this land, the Tappan Indians and the Dutch. Z, by the way, is Dutch for C. S-A. Oh, okay. That's why you got the Tappan Z. You see, you see the Z? See the, Makes sense now, yeah. Anyway. Change.org, over 45,000 people. You know, of all the names, you know, I think everyone still says 59th Street Bridge or Triborough Bridge. Occasionally RFK on the Triborough. I don't hear a lot of people calling it the Koch Bridge 59th. I certainly don't hear... On the Brooklyn Battery, Hugh Carey. Anyone saying that? I'm
4: looking forward to the um, Anthony Weiner Bridge. Good. Good.
2: Yeah, they will always be stuck in the up position. Oh. Okay, guys. Oh. All righty, all right. There you go. Uh-huh. Very cute, uh, Ray, our assistant producer, and uh, and I, but I think that Jackie Robinson uh, has taken effect the Interboro.
4: Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I will say this: I I've I can't. I feel lazy now because I feel like this is something I in hearing the very first time the the traffic going over the Mario Cuomo Bridge. I'm like, where is that? Oh, oh. Wait a minute. That's the tap. Yeah. Well, Bernie Vider does it
2: for us. All right. Let's. Uh, we got calls. Lots of people are interested in discussing it. Let's start with Roger. Roger, the Dodger in the Bronx. What do you think, Roger?
5: I, I told your uh, assistant that they should call it the Bob Seeger Bridge.
2: Okay. Bob Seeger Bridge, and, and the reason is
5: he's the legendary folk singer, environmentalist that worked to make sure that the Hudson River stays clean. Okay. All right, i my back off. Makes
2: Thanks, Russ. Okay. How about the uh, Joe in Ah, uh, What do you say, Joe? You're on with Len and Mike Bauer from NBC News Radio. <laughs> I think they should call it the David Copperfield Bridge because it chaps my behind to pay what they charge to go over it. So, uh, what does a, a magician have to do with uh, chapping your behind? The
4: uh, Copperfield.
2: Oh, Copperfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The Copperfield. Yeah. All right, Joe. Very cute. Yeah. All right. How about uh Mike in New Hyde Park? Mike, your thoughts on the Mario Cuomo Bridge.
5: Good morning. The bridge was actually already named for somebody. So I don't know why they're renaming it. It
2: wasn't named it was it, named for peoples. It was a tap band. We just read the story, a tap band with the Indian it, people, the it, Dutch. It,
5: it was it was actually Jay Z's grandfather. Oh famous- <laughs> Mike.
2: <laughs> Bub. Way to go, Mike. Hey, oh, thanks I'm, tab tab Z. Z. I'm glad we have some funny listeners. It's <laughs> Thanks. Man. Jay-Z? Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Hey, how about uh, Larry? I'm sure you got something good. Larry in Cranford, New Jersey. How are you doing this morning?
5: You know what? I wish I did, but I don't. But my, my opinion is no. <laughs> the bridges should stay the way they are. The tunnels, the names. If you want to put a plaque dedicating it to somebody, that's fine. But the name of the uh, structure should remain what it is, in All my right. opinion.
2: I how agree with the, that about the statues. No, let's not go there. Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. Lauren, welcome aboard. Lauren in Ridgewood, New Jersey. What say you, Lauren?
6: It should say the same. Um, it's the Malcolm Wilson. Hyphen Tappan It's actually named after a previous governor. So let's get the whole name out there, even though we'd yeah. like to call it the Tappan Zee. Yeah. And like your previous caller, if you're going to go around renaming things, then you need to rename the state of Washington with the latest controversy if you're going to pull down the statue of I Columbus know, and I know. everything that's, else. That's, so, why,
2: I, that's you know, why I hinted. Let's Yeah, you know, I got it. I got
6: it. Either leave it alone or give it a number, like the Route 105 bridge. Hmm. Oh,
2: numbers are boring. Okay, Lauren, I hear you. How about Paula? In Connecticut, Paula, you're next up with Lennon Mike. How you doing?
6: Hi there. Doing well. Oh, definitely keep it the Chappenzie Bridge. I grew up in Japan, New York with the Chappenzie High School. Got to keep it that name.
2: All right, Paula, we hear you. Well, all these people on uh, change.org. I, I have a feeling, though, some of this is political,
4: though. You think so? Yeah, I, I, I tend to think, think? that it has, I think it has more to do with just the comfort really? factor. Yeah, do, you do you really? First of all, if you if you named it the malcolm whatever Zee bridge, you're taking up way much too time for us
2: so, to do traffic Wilson right Malcolm Wilson
3: is a former governor. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. It's too it's, long a name for traffic nice show. reports. I
2: think they should call it the Wrong Way Regals Bridge, <laughs> uh, because I'm sure some, some people drive the wrong way. Well, they think I, they're going to Westchester. I
3: think it was named the wrong way, because this was kind of <laughs> stuffed into some budget bill that was approved at midnight by the legislature. There was real no discussion about this. I'm sure Andrew Governor did it fair and square. Andrew did it for his father.
2: You know, P.C. Richard and Son has been the <laughs> go-to goes, spot goes. for electronics and appliances <laughs> for 108 years and now mattresses too. Everybody knows the famous whistle. Well, now the whistle has won somebody $250 gift certificate to P.C. Richard and Son. Here's our favorite whistler for today, Blair Revington
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: All right, Ooh. Blair. That's okay. Uh, Joe's not impressed. Uh, we're glad you're not one of the judges. So uh, Blair called the WORPC Richard and Son whistle line and pressed the judges other, other than Joe. Wins the gift certificate. You could be next. Call the whistle line. 212 377 Seven eight nine eight. That's two one two, three seven 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 eight nine eight. Once connected, please give your name and number. Record yourself whistling, and you could win a two hundred and fifty dollar PC Richard and Son gift certificate. And and just to be fair, here's well here's one of the also rans.
3: Oh, no, I forget it. <laughs> 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 ah, he took
1: himself out of took contention out. didn't
2: even didn't even leave his name or number so very
3: cool i wish you would have told us who you were all right it's eight thirty-one. time for the latest news headlines here's joe bartlett all righty a knife-wielding man dead in the bronx after stabbing two security guards at a halfway house on hughes avenue Police officers opened fire on the suspect when he refused to drop his weapon. All of a sudden, I heard screaming like a, like a shout, like a shout or whatever, like somebody had got shot. The uh, Cops warned him 20 times to put down that weapon. The security guards who were shot, or uh, I should say stabbed, are in serious condition. Another woman has come forward accusing Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore of sexual assault. Beverly Young Nelson, here in New York yesterday, said she was just 16 when Moore groped her.
7: I was twisting. And I was struggling, and I was begging him to stop. I had tears running down my face.
3: Nelson says that Moore told her that if she reported it, no one would believe her. Attorney General Jeff Sessions is going to face questions today regarding Russia when he appears at a Justice Department oversight hearing. Sessions has been accused by Democrats of making conflicting statements about past meetings with Russian officials. Lawmakers also will likely be asking Sessions about a new evaluation underway at the Justice Department into whether allegations against the Clinton Foundation should be investigated by a special counsel. Well, in addition to New Jersey, Senator Bob Menendez on trial for corruption with a deadlocked jury over there in New Jersey today. Patterson's former mayor, Joey Torres, will be sentenced today on corruption charges. He's facing up to five years in prison after pleading guilty to ordering city workers to do construction work at a relative's home. And uh, facing low recruitment levels, the U.S. Army is lifting its ban on allowing people with a history of mental illness self-mutilation, and drug abuse to serve in the military. Y'all come. The new rule will greenlight recruits who have bipolar disorder, depression, or issues with cutting, a process in which a person takes a knife or razor to his own skin. Sign them up. Army has signed off on the new policy. Never really announced it officially. USA Today reported it a couple of days ago. Really? Yeah. We want all these people in there. Huh? Yeah, no problem. You, want, you can I'm fix that in a, boot camp. Nothing you? to see here. Move on. Well, the problem is the uh, military needs to recruit eighty thousand new soldiers by September of uh, two thousand eighteen, and in order to uh, hit that, they're going to have to drop oh. the standards. They've already wow. decided prior to this to accept men and women who did poorly on aptitude tests, and they increase the number of waivers they give for people who used pot.
2: You know this should be this should be addressed. I mean, I'm not saying reinstitute the draft, but uh, this is what you this is what the military has become?
3: Well, yeah. I mean a okay. lot, of, lot of people have
2: problems out there, Len. Okay. Well, a lot of people have problems in here in the studio too. So good <laughs> goes. Worldwide. Are you done? <laughs> well,
3: that's
2: probably enough. Okay. Well, I got some good stories coming up know. that we're gonna all discuss De Blasio's wife and what's this de Blasio staffer and his pizza choice? I thought that was dopey. And a New York City parking deal, which is costing millions. It's all coming up next. Right here in the group of people who have problems indoors at eight forty in the AM on seven ten on AM. Len Berman, along with Mike Bauer, NBC News Radio. Uh, people, uh, listeners, can email me directly today. I've been slammed, so please, uh, once again, forgive me. I, I, I try to get back to all the emails in the afternoon. I used to, uh, Mike. Uh, try to email during the show. Probably right, the show was going on during commercials and stuff. But it's tough to do. It's just too much now. So, yeah. uh, if you want to email me at seven ten w o r dot com slash line. If you want to email Mike, send it to me. I'll pass it along. Yeah. Um, here's an email from Peg in Jacksonville. Okay. See, earlier we were discussing the names of bridges, and there's a change dot org petition to stop calling it the Mario Cuomo Bridge and go back to the Tappan Zee Z Bridge, and mm-hmm. you have all these other you know, bridges and tunnels around New York City named after famous people. And I have frickin' frack here in the studio (laughs) with uh, Mike Bauer and Ray, our assistant producer. And she said she works at a quiet office in Jacksonville and just burst out laughing when the two of you came up with your little joke, which I'll have you repeat. So (laughs) she said... She had to tell her co-workers uh, what was going on. She said, well, we might. the plus side is we might get some more listeners in Jacksonville. Yeah. She she listens on
4: the iHeart app. So go ahead, frickin' frack, do your little routine. We're talking about
2: names of bridges and tunnels.
4: Right, a lot of politicians be having names of bridges, tunnels, roads, and I said, I'm looking forward to the Anthony Wiener Bridge.
2: But the only problem is it's going to be stuck in the open position up all the time.
4: Oh, you told him better the first time. Ray, you blew it the second time. The first time, it'll always be stuck in the up position. There you go.
2: There you go. When's go. a
4: good coach that yeah. way. Yeah. I could have him look at my comedy tell me what to do. Oh, that's right. You told me you were a stand-up comic. No, I, I told you it was a bad stand-up. Is well, what I told you know you. who we have coming
2: on a little bit later in this hour? You know, If, you, if we can get him out of all of his uh, obligations with other radio stations and yeah. TV it says James Michael Angelo's coming up. He is a stand-up comic. He was the guy who was on the subway with LeBron James and said, I didn't know who he, who he was because I don't follow football. <laughs> <laughs> that's so That's a good line. He's having a good line, but I don't, think he, I don't think he did it for comedic reasons. I think he's just not a sports fan. So uh, we're going to talk to this guy. If you've seen the video, it's been making the rounds. LeBron James and his Cavalier teammates taking the subway after the shoot-around yesterday. And one passenger waved his hand in front of his face, don't take my picture. I don't want to be on camera. Turned out to be James Michelangelo, who doesn't know football. So.
4: And so today he's all over the place. Oh, he's, he's doing a lot of media.
2: Man. And if it all breaks right uh, during the uh, 8.50 segment, come up about eight minutes, we will have James Michelangelo, and we'll get him to try out his routine because he is appearing at a comedy club tonight. All right, let's 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 run through some New York City stories, and let's start with uh, – uh, well, I love <laughs> – what, what political side do you think the New York Post here says? Hmm. It says the headline is, de Blasio's wife threatens to run for office. Oh, wow. Uh, so, I mean, all the other since- outlets are, you know, Charlene McRae said uh, that she might be interested in running yeah, for Yeah, this office. one
4: here uh, from AM New York, Charlene McRae says she won't rule out running for office. Right. It's much- so
2: AM New York says won't rule out, but the New York Post, threatens. de Blasio's <laughs> wife threatens to run for office. Charlene McRae said she would consider running for office, although uh, not for mayor. So she's not going to pull a Hillary Clinton on us and, uh, and try to become, uh, you know, first person of the city or whatever. She said uh, she was talking to Cosmopolitan. She said, I have no idea, but I would consider it. She said, I think all women uh, should consider running for office. Well, now here comes. Now you know why the Post gave the headline. Right. Here, here, here it comes. What's happening now is just horrifying with the people we have. Is she referring to her husband?
4: I, 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 I doubt, Doubtful. Oh,
2: she that, said that would be the outlet for I it. I said, with the person we have in the president's <laughs> office, with so many of the people we have in Congress, we need more progressive women in office. There you go. Now you know why the Post says de Blasio's
4: wife threatens to run for office. I think uh, I think you need more women in office, period. I, I That's what I tell my daughter, my 10-year-old daughter. Yeah. She she has some interest. She once got a letter. She wrote a, She wrote a letter to President Obama and then got a letter back from him, and she yeah. was exceptionally thrilled with that. And uh, and so now she's actually talked on a couple of different times about becoming the president herself.
2: Well, but I think, do you think women, well, I'll ask Natalie. Natalie, your group of people, was it just not thought of that a woman would go into politics? It's not a career choice that a lot of young girls had at the time?
1: I've never thought of anybody. I don't know anyone who ever thought of going into politics, honestly. Yeah. Well. Probably male or female. <laughs> well, but
2: do you think now more so with Hillary Clinton or or maybe not because of Hillary? I don't know. I, I don't know, know which way it will, which way it will fall.
1: I will say that young girls today, I have an almost 16-year-old, they are into politics more than we were. Yes. Whether they want to go into it or not, but at least they know what's going on. Yeah, they're I would they're say aware I, of it more. Right. They know politicians' names. I have a friend of my daughter's, a daughter of friend who's obsessed with Cory Booker. Loves them. Yeah, goes to rallies. Mm. I mean, that is probably not happened twenty thirty.
4: And I would say with that, when we saw Donald Trump elected, there were a number of parents bringing children to rallies that were going on, and and, and the Women's March and all of that kind of stuff. My my daughter wanted to go with my wife to the Women's March in D.C. They they were going to go together. Um, She definitely wants to be involved, involved, which I can't even imagine at ten years old being remotely interested.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of De Blasio's staff, is. uh, is Eric Phillips one of the people you, uh, you deal with, Natalie, when we try to book the mayor?
1: I actually have uh, communicated yeah. with him by email several okay. times.
2: He's the press secretary, and uh, I don't know if you know, but we haven't had a lot of luck getting the mayor lately. Oh. Hopefully that'll change. Right? But uh, I think Eric may have done a little faux pas here. He tweets out, no, he works in New York City. Mm-hmm. He claims uh, there's, there's a Chicago pizzeria that makes the best pies
4: better than all of New York. Oh. Now that's, that's, that's just wrong. That I mean, hurts. Are you kidding me? That stings. That's got. That's not going to be good for him. Everyone entitled
2: to their own opinion. It's rare that an opinion can be wrong, but this one is one of those rare cases. So says, and we've had him up here several times. New York pizza tour guide Scott Weiner told the Post, "It's an irresponsible statement to mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. as a representative of the city itself." Yeah, that's, that them's fighting words. Well, them's war words point. right there. How about half a million New York City parking tickets worth more than 26 million are now being ripped up? Yes. Because they uh, wrote the law wrong or the city had changed the meter parking ordinance from 4 08 H10 to the same number without a zero at the end. And because of that little zero being left off. My parking ticket may be wiped clean. Do you have one? You I do. It?
4: 26 million. Now, this was for. Uh, yep. Mine was about twenty five million. At least it felt like that's what it was.
2: No, worth. but it was, what was the ticket for? Uh,
4: it was for parking uh, extended. Tar- we have the two hour around the building here, yeah. and I think it went two hour and five minutes, and they were right on it. Wow.
2: Well, this uh, this is unbelievable. Each penalty was either
4: thirty five
2: or sixty five, depending where it was received. Uh, the city will refund a total of 18 million to those who've already paid 400,000 tickets. You think they'll refund them all to the uh, right people? Oops. Do we forget? Uh, no, 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 100,000 100, other tickets worth 8 million will be dismissed. So that's going to shortchange us 26 million. Yeah, that's, that's a bad mistake. Ah, but if I don't have to pay, I'm thrilled. And I got this one out of Massachusetts Hopkinton, which is the little town where they start the marathon. Someone made a, a fake license plate. Out of a pizza box, <laughs> you know the, the police are saying, "Nah, that, that, it's, that doesn't, that really doesn't fly, work." Yeah. You don't make up a license plate on a no, pizza. Box. Well, we continue. We're going to have that stand-up comic who had no idea who LeBron James was on the subway. That is coming up next. But first, traffic. Here's Bernie Viter coming up on eight fifty-four. Len Berman, along with. NBC News Radio's Mike Bauer just got word at uh, 10 minutes after 9. We'll uh, speak live with Gloria Allred. She's the attorney who just brought forth the latest Roy Moore accuser. So we will talk to Gloria at 9.10. And now uh, I think this is going to be the highlight of the show right here. We have a special guest. Uh, If you've seen the video, LeBron James and his teammates after a shoot-around were on the subway And one guy who was a passenger happened to be sitting there, and he wasn't real thrilled with them shooting video of him. He had no idea who these guys were, and he said, no, don't take my picture, and moved away. And it turns out this guy's name is James Michelangelo, real estate agent slash stand-up comic. I'm going to say stand-up comic slash real estate agent. Here's what uh, James Michelangelo had to say.
5: I had no idea who LeBron James was because I don't watch football.
2: There you go. No (laughs) idea he doesn't watch football. And I'm just curious. uh, uh, James, welcome to the program.
5: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, You know,
2: your vast knowledge of sports. This is Len Berman. I I had. Any idea what I used to do before I
5: did this radio show? Yes. You were a sportscaster.
2: Wow! Bingo! Very good, James. I thought for, sh- I thought for sure I was going to have my ego broken in half by you.
5: but this No, is- it's okay. I watch badminton, so I, I, I do.
2: Hey, <laughs> James, this has worked out great for you. As it turns out, you actually have a gig tonight at the West Side Comedy Club. I mean, this could do wonders for your career.
5: Yeah, it's been really crazy the past 24 hours. So, you know, I'm just taking it a minute at a time. I'm enjoying the ride. And, you know, whatever happens, happens.
4: Hey, James, I know uh, as a guy who's done some comedy as well, uh, Mike Bauer here, I, I know what it's like to sit down and write jokes and the, the jokes that you've got written, but that line about not watching football, you've got to incorporate into the set tonight, don't you?
5: <laughs> yeah, I will do it. I will definitely do it.
2: Now, were you serious when you delivered that line?
5: No, I mean, I made up a joke. I know the difference between basketball and football. I honestly, I, I... I forgot which one he played. Plus, I meant, yeah. It so it was. I, I watched, yeah. not in that moment, by the time I did that video, but, you know, after this, I had to ask him, I'm like, is he his <laughs> back? <laughs> wow, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> hey, uh, James Michelangelo, I hope his phone isn't breaking up, but it sounded like it was going a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your act.
5: Um, you know, so I cover, uh, you know, very topics, everything from my family um i talk about um, drug addiction and make that funny i, talk, I have a, a bit about the food network that i'm kind of known for because i love the food network um and i just kind of make all around hopefully good you know array of jokes that people can enjoy
2: all right so you're at the west side comedy club eight o'clock tonight now what's the address there
5: Oh, I forget. Don't even know. Okay, I, whatever. Yeah, wanted to yeah, give you this I big
2: used, plug and you blew it. it. All right, so, uh, so so you're gonna you get a, up
5: and I forget. But based on seventy eighth street.
2: So all right, but based on this interview, now here's your chance. I'm gonna ask you to give us your give us your best. seventy fifth, Natalie. Seventy fifth. Yes, street. seventy okay. fifth. Seventy fifth.
5: Yeah, yeah. Okay, Thanks, West Side Com- You're welcome.
2: Seventy fifth and what? I'll show up
5: on time now. Right. Two hundred one West Seventy fifth.
2: Two hundred one West Seventy fifth. James Michelangelo will be there tonight, Westside Comedy Club. Now, here's a chance for you to, like, draw in a lot of extra patrons. So I just go give us your best bit right now. I know you might be repeating it tonight, but give us 30 seconds of your best bit.
5: Sure. I had no idea I was sitting next to the goat because generally gay guys are into sheep and lamb. Don't most people know that? <laughs>
2: what? Where'd that come from? That was, I good. You, that was good. I thought you had, ho- you had no idea you were sitting next to what? Goat. The goat. goat. They call him the goat. Greatest of all time. Oh, the greatest of all time. The goat. Oh, so oh, so you actually have new material based on LeBron James. Solid.
5: Well, everyone's tweeting me. All of his, you know, followers, you know, haters and lovers. And they keep calling him the goat. I'm like, who is the goat? I'm like, are they calling me a goat? <laughs> yeah. I really couldn't figure it out. Yeah.
2: That's right. That's a, that's a phrase that's kind of weaved its way in. I don't, I don't want to say with Michael Jordan, but kind of after that. Right. Greatest of all time is kind of now in the, in the vernacular, you know, hashtag goat. Uh, well, give us a, a 10 seconds of your great food
4: channel bit. which yeah, you're I, I love for. the Food Network. I love it myself. What's the best part about the Food Network?
5: Um, Great. Well, I I love all the chefs. I love Bobby Flay. I um, love Barefoot Contessa, but there's one who I really can't stand. And she is um, the pioneer woman. And if you are depressed, she is not the one to watch. She starts every single show like this. Hi, I'm Reed Drummond. I'm a writer, blogger, photographer and accidental um, country girl. (laughs) And all of my all of my test of cowboy, which makes me want to kill myself because my show would be hi i'm james i'm a writer comic and hair product connoisseur and an accidental bottom
2: <laughs> you know unfortunately you <laughs> just broke recipes, up yeah.
5: recipes only need to pass the unrealistic expectations that i have of my life and never <laughs> seem to meet
2: okay well because he broke up right in the middle of uh oh. part of the pioneer woman but we get we got oh, the gist of it God. all right well james michelangelo i think uh you seem like a Seemed like a good guy. I hope this helps you out in your career and uh you know, uh LeBron James plays basketball and now you know and uh he's a goat.
5: He's a goat.
2: I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks so much. All right. Best of luck, James. James. It's funny how life works, right? Yeah. Here's a guy that now he's got every media. I'm looking at this thing on Facebook. I mean, he'll be on uh, Channel 4 later today. On and on and on. Uh, CBS This Morning had him on. uh, Crazy. Anyway, coming up. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family.
3: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
6: VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Next, uh, Natalie has scored for us. Gloria Allred, famous attorney. She brought Roy Moore's latest accuser out to the public yesterday. That's coming up next after the news at 9 and another chance for you to win $1,000. 9:06 on Tuesday, November the 14th. I am Len Berman. That, that's kind of a sultry voice from that. lady. This yeah. is Len Berman in the morning. How did that make you feel? And it did nothing for me. <laughs> and I'm here. I'm here with NBC's uh, NBC News Radio's Mike Bauer. You don't do much for me. No, I'm kidding. Well, thank you. I no, appreciate no, no, you're that, great. Lynn. Doing I a great job. It. You enjoying it? I'm having a blast. Yeah, it is I'm fun. A blast. It's fun when you just get to sit back and make wisecracks. Isn't that's it?
4: that's the best part of it. All. I used to
2: do that for a couple of years on the show. I just sat here and just you know, they have man. this thing called prep. I don't even know what that yeah, is. Forget the prep. Yeah. You just
4: sit back and just shoot bullets. Yeah, so that's,
2: that's it. it. It's exactly what it is. Anyway, we're talking about our big three this morning. A fifth woman has accused Alabama senatorial candidate Roy Moore of sexual misconduct. And momentarily, we will be joined by Gloria Allred. She is the one who brought this fifth woman forward. And that was quite a news conference yesterday.
4: I don't know how you can be Roy Moore and and deny that you have any knowledge as to who this person is and, and, and what the accusations are when you've signed her yearbook. And it wasn't like you were somebody who went to high school with her and signed it at age 15. You were 30 and she was 15. It's a totally different scenario.
2: Well, let's let her tell the story. Her name is Beverly Young Nelson, and she talked about the yearbook that uh, Roy Moore actually signed for her.
7: He wrote in my yearbook, as follows, to a sweeter, more beautiful girl, I could not say Merry Christmas,
8: Christmas 1977, love roy moore
2: so she was 16 and uh he was a district attorney at the time mm-hmm. he was in his 30s mm-hmm. so uh to a more beautiful young girl i couldn't say merry christmas to
4: so uh, yeah i i it does seem unusual for somebody to sign a 16 year olds right now the other part is that roy moore's wife is standing by him she denies all of these allegations ever happened to him as well but is there some point when you're standing there, you're the accuser standing there with Gloria Allred, news cameras all around, you're showing yeah. the actual yearbook that you're the wife of Roy Moore going, Honey, I, I saw your signature in that yearbook. I don't yeah. I mean, I, I know you say you didn't do this, but I saw your that's your signature. I've seen it on numerous items. It's the exact same.
2: We are gonna be joined by Gloria Allred momentarily as I round out the big three today, the jury and the trial of New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. They say they're deadlocked. Judge says get back to work today. And rounding out the big three, we have the dueling politics on the one side. You have Donald Jr.'s connection to WikiLeaks. And on the other side, you have Attorney General Sessions considering investigating the Clintons on a number of issues. And with that, always a pleasure to welcome back Gloria Allred. Now, she was in New York yesterday for the news conference with the latest accuser for Roy Moore. Her name is Beverly Young Nelson. And then Gloria hops on a plane to go to California. First thing she does is call our radio show. How about that? Hi, Gloria.
7: Hi, Len. Yeah, and I've been up all night because United was more than three and a half hours late leaving. But having said that, it's good to be here with you and talk about this really important issue. And I did, you're right, do a news conference yesterday uh, with a very brave woman from Alabama who alleges that when she was a minor, in other words, under the age of 18, she was sexually assaulted by Roy Moore. And she alleges that at the time of the alleged assault that he was a district attorney in Etowah County, Alabama. And of course, we know who he is. He subsequently became an Alabama Supreme Court Justice. He had the unique distinction of being twice removed from the court for ethical violations, and he's now uh the nominee from the Republican Party for the United States Senate seat from Alabama.
2: Now, how did this uh, uh lady come to you and how did you guys uh, link up, Gloria?
7: Well, she came to me the way thousands of uh, clients have come to me over the almost 42 years that I've been practicing law. Uh, she contacted me, and uh, she wanted to come forward because she thinks it's important to share what her, what she alleges her experiences were with Mr. Moore when she was 15 and 16 years old. And she had, with some exceptions, kept her secret for more than 40 years, although she, the exceptions include that, uh, she has disclosed this to some close family members, uh, for example, to her sister within two years of the incident um, and and not long ago to her mother. And uh, But she did, had not spoken out publicly because she was in fear of Mr. Moore and the power that he had. And then finally, after these four other accusers of Mr. Moore came forward uh, and were discussed in the Washington Post, she found the courage to— break her silence, and then she contacted me to enlist my help and support in coming forward uh, publicly with what she stated were her truthful statements.
4: Gloria, Michael Bauer here. Um, Automatically, it seems like a big defense uh, when somebody appears with you is, well, they're going after some sort of money. There's a lawsuit involved here. That's not the case with this, correct?
7: Right. Uh, We are not retained for any type of uh, claim, lawsuit, uh, or uh, to file a report Uh, to have him charged criminally. Uh, She just wanted to share her story, and that's what she did yesterday. Uh, By the way, I did speak, or our law firm did, to uh, family members, uh, and uh, her sister indicated that uh, Beverly had told her about what happened with Mr. Moore when Beverly was still a teenager, that they discussed it numerous times over the years, because Beverly would become very upset when she saw Mr. Moore on television. It would just trigger the memories of what he had allegedly done to her. And we also spoke to her, Beverly's mom, who's 77 years old. And she vividly recalls that uh, about four years ago, Beverly told her what had happened when she was a child. And her mother told us that Beverly was a very truthful person and that she completely believed her and that her mother told her or told us that When she asked Beverly why she hadn't told her mother at the time, that Beverly told her that Mr. Moore said no one would believe her and and that Beverly was afraid of him. And and Beverly's mom uh, told us that she had told Beverly that, quote, your mother will always believe you, end quote.
4: That's awesome. I, I that, Just to even hear that from, from a parent's standpoint is a very important message to get across to your kids. Uh, with that, Gloria, the uh, press conference yesterday, the traveling today, I don't know that you've even had time to check any email, obviously enough to get back to us, but has there been anybody I – I can't imagine Beverly's going to be the last. Has there been anybody else that's kind of come forward or has reached out to you that might be in succession to these accusations?
7: Um, I don't have any comment on that um, because I never say who – Comments who uh, contacts me or doesn't, uh, or and I never disclose what anyone says if I do speak to them because that's all confidential attorney-client communication. I will say this uh, that Beverly is willing to testify under oath to the statement that she made yesterday, and we have publicly urged the United States Senate Judiciary Committee to hold a public hearing as soon as possible. Uh, she's willing to voluntary voluntarily appear and. at at that kind of hearing to testify under oath, and she's willing to answer any questions the senators might want to ask her relevant to these allegations against Mr. Moore. And we believe that that committee should subpoena Mr. Moore to answer questions under oath, uh, not only regarding his alleged contact uh, and conduct with Beverly, but also with the other accusers. So uh, we're waiting to see, and if they do not do that uh, within two weeks, then... um, then Beverly will come forward at that time and answer questions in a different public form. But his, you know, Mr. Moore's response to accusations of inappropriate behavior has been to deny, attack, threaten to sue, uh, and we think that since he's seeking a, a wanting to have a seat in the United States Senate, he he should support testimony under oath before that committee so that the facts can be determined in an open forum and a fair. Manner, and he—I mean—he seems to be attacking me uh, because I uh, came forward with Beverly to support her. But you know, as they say in the South, that dog won't hunt. <laughs> it won't. Because, or all, you know, all hat, have,
2: no cattle. I'm, I'm confused with all my metaphors here.
7: Yeah. Right. That's a good one uh, because you know uh, he try, may he, he, he may try to attack me as as being a, a Democrat, but I have criticized Democrats. You know, when they have, uh, you know, allegedly committed injustice, I, I, I criticized Democratic Mayor Bob Filner of San Diego and, in fact, filed a lawsuit against him alleging sexual harassment. And as a result of the mediation of our lawsuit, he had to step down as mayor. I criticized Anthony Weiner uh, over the sexting uh, sc- scandal. I even criticized President uh, Reagan. Not, not, not Reagan, yeah. No, I actually won an award from President <laughs> Reagan at the White House, but I did. Uh, he criticized President Clinton when it became clear that he had lied about Monica Lewin. Well,
2: we're on, the, we're on the air with Gloria Ulrich. She brought the latest accuser for Roy Moore. And quickly, you alluded to this. Here's what Roy Moore has to say.
3: I can tell you without hesitation, this is absolutely false. I never did what she said I did. I don't even know the woman. I don't know anything about her. I don't even know where the restaurant is or was.
2: Gloria, my question to you is you're on the front lines of Bill Cosby with many of his accusers. Your daughter was briefly uh, representing Harvey Weinstein and then wisely backed off. And now you have this situation. Is this just – I mean, how do you – You must. your phone lines must be buzzing off the hook. I mean, wh- what's going on in America?
7: Well, we have been the leading women's rights law firm, as I say, for almost 42 years. And, yes, many, many people are contacting me about many, many high-profile figures and uh well, I'll just give you a little uh heads up that nobody else has, which is uh that I'll be filing an interesting lawsuit today um um you know against Mr. Weinstein, and you'll 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 see more about that today. I represent numerous accusers of Harvey Weinstein. So what's going on? Well, women are refusing to be silenced anymore. They're going to speak up about what has happened to them. And, you know, in many cases it will be too late to file a lawsuit, and some it will not be. But, you know, they, they've had it. They're not going to, uh, you know, have to suppress their anger about what has happened to them. And uh, they're going to speak their truth, and I think that's a very important development in the United States. I think, you know, it, it's very empowering to women and it, and that's why you saw the whole Me Too hashtag Me Too with all the many people speaking up and march in L.A. with 1,000 women uh, and supportive men on Sunday. Um, and women are now asserting their rights. I might add men are, too, because I'm getting many calls from men who are victims, often of other men. And so they're standing up and wanting to do something about it as well. So I'm really proud of people who are brave enough to assert their rights, usually against a very powerful figure against a rich figure, against a famous figure, and sometimes not a famous person, but just somebody who's been in power in their lives. And uh, I think you know, those who abuse others have to understand there are going to be consequences at some point, most likely in their life. So if, they, if, they, if they're waking up and they're afraid that they could be next – well, maybe they should realize that they should be respectful of other people and not abuse them, and then they'll never have anything to worry about.
2: Gloria, we thank you so much for the time. Please get some rest after flying back to California. Look forward to seeing the lawsuit you file against Harvey Weinstein today. Thank you. Gloria Allred, famed attorney, giving us a bit of a scoop. Look for a Harvey Weinstein lawsuit, and don't you wonder who's going to file that Mm -hmm. one. Coming up next, traffic, Bernie Viter. 9.25 9.25 in the morning in New York. I'm Len Berman along with NBC News Radio's Mike Bauer. And we're going to go to uh, Dr. Jennifer Ashton of ABC News momentarily. She does a great job. Uh, just want to just follow up. We just had Gloria Allred on. Mm-hmm. Gave us a little scoop that today she's filing a major lawsuit against Harvey Weinstein. Of course, yeah. begs the question, uh, who's going to be filing? Uh, who's the, uh, who's
4: the uh, plaintiff here? Wow. That, listen, and I know that the the most recent, the, uh, the Paz de la Huerta story, Paz de la Huerta here in New York, does that carry over? Can that be something, Is no, this no. brand new one that's going to happen in L.A.? Well, she's in L.A., uh, so anyway, look for that
2: today, and, and what actress, I assume an actress, is going to be mm-hmm. following us Harvey Weinstein. All right, we've got this uh, new story out. Do you, do you have high blood pressure? I don't. Well, At least might I now. didn't. Well, maybe you do now, <laughs> because might. they've come out with new guidelines, though I I've been taking... You know, if it's not Lipitor, it's a generic, or it's a hypertension. So I've been taking something. So I guess I've got a little of it. But uh, it's a pleasure to welcome Doctor Jennifer Ashton, uh, ABC News Chief Medical Correspondent, and she is a real doctor. She's just, she's on the way to her practice right now. We're, nice. are, you, are you in the New York area,
6: Doc? I, I just went over the George Washington Bridge. I'm headed to my office in Englewood, New Jersey. So, but I, I'm okay. thrilled to be talking to you guys.
2: Well, thanks. Uh, how's it? Can you give us a traffic report? All good.
6: <laughs> you know, it's it's heavy on the span going in. How does that sound? Official? That's really real good. official. It's, yeah, it's not bad coming out. There's a little slowdown and bottlenecking on the West Side Highway. Oh, North all right. And don't
2: page panj- Don't panj- your part, doctor. All right. Wow. I do want to ask you one thing. How many people have called you Dr. Jennifer Aniston? I've always wanted to know that.
6: A lot, but never enough.
2: (laughs) All right. Very cute. All right, Dr. Jennifer Ashton, uh, as I said, I've seen you for a while. You do a great job. Tell me what this is all about.
6: Well, you know, the, the American Heart Association and American College of Cardiology, for the first time since 2003, issued national guidelines that define the criteria for hypertension or high blood pressure, it used to be a number of 140 over 90. Now it's lower. It's 130 over 80 on average. And there's a couple of reasons behind this move. One, the realization, the clear data that supports the fact that damage to our heart and our blood vessels can and does occur at those lower numbers in the 130s range. And the other thing is something that I feel very strongly about, which is preventative medicine, the belief and the proof that it is better to treat a cause of something, in this case, high blood pressure, than to wait and treat the effects like uh, stroke, heart attack, kidney damage, eye damage. And and I completely agree with it. Now, of course, people are going to hear this headline and say, About half of adult Americans will now be classified as having hypertension. That just means more drugs, more prescriptions, more medication. And the good news is that these guidelines are very, very clear that about 90% of people, especially in that lower range of 130s, over 80s, can be successfully managed very effectively by aggressive lifestyle modification. Now, you guys know what that means, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, we don't like that. You're (laughs) going to say diet and exercise. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to go
4: get something greasy (laughs) for lunch, and I guess I should be backing off of that now.
6: I I don't, don't, you know, I'm the bearer of bad news, but again, try to find the silver lining. So a couple of things that your listeners can do right now, number one, DASH diet. Just look that up. That is the gold standard in lowering blood pressure. So it's basically high in fruits, vegetables, you know, lean protein. Um, exercise both cardio and weights you need to get moving we just we're all sedentary now and it's taking a toll on our health limiting alcohol that's the that's the real down you are
2: a killjoy Mm -hmm. i'm telling you you are a killjoy doc
6: no more than two two drinks a day for men and an average of one drink a day for women
2: two drinks a day okay okay
6: i can live with that yeah that's not bad right that's not bad and then for foods lowering that sodium content no more than 1500 milligrams a day and increasing foods that are rich in potassium that's something that i think most people don't know so that's my favorite things like avocados bananas salmon that can really make a big difference those things alone you guys can lower your blood pressure numbers anywhere from four to Mm eleven points so you might not need medication
2: yeah, thank- Dr. Jennifer Ash. Hey, you're, you're great. Can you come back again sometime? I'd really like to have you on. I'm
6: happy to be with you. Anytime.
2: All right. Dr. Jennifer Ashton, who prefers to be called Jennifer Aniston, uh, don't be late for your. Don't make your patients wait too long in the waiting room, and she's off to Englewood to work. Right. I love
9: trying. All
2: right. Thanks so much. Well, that's, that's a little bit of a killjoy. She says you don't need the medication, the DASH diet, which we'll have to look up, exercise,
4: limit alcohol, and, of course, limit sodium content. Alcohol? Really? Yeah. It, can I make that the last one that I feel like I have to adjust, the alcohol?
2: Whatever you want. Okay. I mean, you know. Thanks, Go Dr. Len. I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, she said two <laughs> drinks. That's okay. I could live with two drinks. Yeah. Coming up, traffic as you've never heard it before. But
3: first, news with Joe Bartlett. All righty, let's get those Wall Street numbers. Len, down to start the day. Dow's down 66 points. S&P down 9 in the NASDAQ, down 21 in the early trading Well, questions about Donald Trump Jr.'s relationship with WikiLeaks after conversations between the two sides went public. At one point, WikiLeaks told Don Jr. that his father should include links linked to documents in some of his tweets. Trump did, raising concerns from people like Congressman Adam Schiff. It certainly appears that the candidate Trump is acting on the request of WikiLeaks that was transmitted through his son. All right, lawyer for Don Jr. says his client did nothing wrong. Jury deliberations continue today at the corruption trial of Senator Bob Menendez. He reacted after the jury told the judge yesterday they were deadlocked. Clearly there are jurors uh, who believe in my innocence. I want to thank them uh, for that. Okay, you're welcome. Judge ordered the jury to continue deliberations. New accuser claims Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore sexually assaulted her when she was just 16. Beverly Young Nelson says Moore groped her even as she begged for him to stop. Now the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says Moore should drop out of the race. Moore, though, says he is not backing down, may even sue. Hey, if you received a parking ticket in New York City this year, you could be getting a refund. The city's dismissing or refunding about $26 million in parking fines for muni tickets because the violation code was incorrect. One number is wrong. The O. It's like
2: like when... uh um, Greg Norman took himself out of that golf tournament in Hartford because there was one number that was off his golf ball. Remember, mm-hmm. he oh, disqualified yeah. himself just for that little thing. But this this is costing the city millions here
3: twenty six million. Uh, as anybody knows, or most people should know, that if there is anything wrong with the ticket, anything yeah. whatsoever, yeah. the date, any piece of information is wrong, it is invalid. Growing opposition to the name change at the Tappan Zee Bridge, over 40,000 people have now signed a petition asking that the decision to name the bridge after former Governor Mario Cuomo be rolled back. They like Tappan Zee. And despite repeated embarrassments, the Giants are going to give Coach Ben McAdoo the rest of the season.
2: Joe, Joe keeps repeating this story. He's never done this <laughs> one story as many times as he has this morning. He's so disappointed with his Giants team. And, and those he- repeated calls were from Joe.
3: Well, yeah, okay. um, yeah. actually, they really have no choice because there's nobody else on yeah, the team that do? can step up. You really can't. Football's different. It's such a short season. I, I, there's never
2: been a mid-season coaching change in football that's done anything.
3: Truthfully. Well, nothing's going to happen here. Unless anymore. there's
2: somebody that's available this minute that you're worried well, will never be available
3: Or again. Ordinarily, you might, like, uh, promote the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Someday. But in this case, this guy should go, too. Well, that's according to Joe Bartlett. <laughs> Joe Bartlett says, <laughs> trash them all! I, I used to like Spagnuolo. Anyway, John yeah. Mara and Steve Tisch say Ben McAdoo is our head coach, has our support. Now, they do admit this has been an extremely disappointing season. Oh, you think? The performance is inexcusable and frustrating. Mm. And it's going to get worse as they face Kansas City this weekend, looking ahead to uh, teams like Dallas, Washington. Oh, it's just going to get great. Eli, (laughs) be careful out there. (laughs) Joe's head's
2: exploding over here. Be careful out there. All right. Thank you, Joe Bartlett. When we come back, traffic reports as you've never heard them. But first, a traffic report from Bernie Vider, as you've always heard her. Len Berman along with... NBC News Radio's Mike Bauer. Mike, I thought Dr. Jennifer Ashton was really good. She's the ABC News chief medical correspondent. They're changing the guidelines now. So more and more people are going to you know, have high blood pressure or, or have hypertension.
4: And, uh, and is now going to, it, it, rather than be on medicine, is going to force us to eat better and drink less. Well, she mentioned the DASH diet. She
2: said you can look it up. Yeah. So I'm the master of looking it up. So here's the DASH diet. Okay. And it just seems miserable to me. <laughs> but it's uh,
1: very popular. Is e- it? Yes, Why do they call yes. it
2: that? It says eat more fruits, vegetables, and low-fat dairy foods. Great. It sounds like every other one. Cut back of. on foods that are in high-saturated fat, cholesterol, and trans fats. Eat more whole-grain foods, fish, poultry, and nuts. Limit sodium sweets, sugary drinks, and red meats. Mm. So just eat cardboard.
4: Yeah, just eat a piece of cardboard. Stop call it, it a dinner. Take a nice big sip of air. So this is this is popular in <laughs> that.
1: I would say about a year or two ago, the dash diet became like the number one diet in the United States. Number really? one. Yeah, I don't like who more than Atkins, what? more than Atkins and South Beach. Beach and all that. The dash diet was the diet to be. Hmm. Well, yeah. Okay,
2: sounds good. Di- oh, hey, uh, diet. Uh, well, it's dietary approaches. If I can open this up quickly, dietary approaches to. Oh man! See, I knew I'd lose it when I opened up. What dash stands for? Yeah, it's a oh, acronym okay. for
4: something,
2: right? Dietary approaches to stop hypertension. Mm. That's the dash. Oh, that's the voice of Bernie Bernie Vider who stumbled uh, over <laughs> Bernie, here for, for an morning. extra. It's not enough that you're on every two minutes. <laughs> you have to come on <laughs> for another bonus <laughs> segment. And here's the reason why we wanted to talk to you, young lady, mm-hmm. is because there is a uh, weather uh, uh, a traffic reporter in St. Louis by the name of Laura Hettinger you Familiar with her, KMOV?
8: I'm not, Mm-mm. but oh. I did see the clip. You She's, saw the clip, she was pretty terrific. See, you should scope out the competition. <laughs>
2: you know, really, this is a, it's a lot of competition. The
8: <laughs> it really is.
2: I remember the day where there was no traffic reporters, and now every every yeah. station, and oh, yeah, they always I have their own. beautiful on the women on yeah. a lot of these stations.
8: And here I am, just like yeah. you, yeah.
2: I don't want to <laughs> <you> say <laughs> go, anything, I yeah. don't want <laughs> to be accused of anything. Laura Hittinger, <laughs> really. anyway, she works in St. Louis. And she's getting a lot of publicity because when Taylor Swift's new album came out, uh, here's how she delivered her traffic report.
6: Interesting start to that weather update. Thank you very much. Can't you know what? Just shake it off. If you are about ready to start a drive into downtown St. Louis, there is a lot of blank space on the roads out there because traffic is pretty light.
2: All right, so we added the music. <laughs> but So she did uh, Shake It Off, which I knew. I guess Blank Space is another one of Taylor Swift's things. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, yeah. she went on and on and on. So... What we did is we challenged Bernie Viter, our outstanding traffic reporter, and say, "Well, Bernie, come on! You know it's always forty-five minutes at the upper level, and, yeah, and, and true. you know there's a crash on the on the BQE. I mean, it's the same thing. Come on, show some creativity here. So you came up with a little uh, traffic tale for us.
8: Yeah, it's a traffic tale all about uh, traveling in the tri-state.
2: Okay, here you go, Bernie Viter, right. and the stylings of Bernie Viter." <laughs>
8: Well, if you're traveling on Long Island, you've got some options. Are you going to cruise the Miracle Mile? All right. Well, if you take the LIE service road, look out for brake lights as you pass a scene at the Italian restaurant. Because someone who thinks he's a big shot is going to be sitting there double parking. You may be right. The northern state usually a better alternative. Or you may be crazy. Or you may be crazy. All right. That's usually the case. <laughs> in the Hudson Valley, you might be stuck in some slowdowns for the longest time.
2: For the lo- oh, this is a Billy Joel field. It I is like. a Billy it. Joel. Hey thing. Ray, can you keep up here? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
8: You'll get it. So if you're, yeah, you're stuck at the, uh, on the Hudson Valley going down the southbound New York State Thruway uh, for the longest time heading towards the Mario Cuomo Bridge, the Tappan Zee Bridge, for what are we going to call it? For the longest time. For the longest time. Whatever you call time. it. Whatever you call it. Yes. Yeah. What else you got? All we know is that it crosses the Hudson River of Dreams. Oh, oh good Very one. good. hmm right. Well, you still might be uh, thinking enough is enough. You've had it with the traffic. I'm moving maybe to Allentown. Say.
2: What do you think? There you yeah. go. Okay.
8: <laughs> so you think yeah, <laughs> you think you might want to give your mom a call and tell her about it? Oh. Mm. But you don't have hands-free calling. You know that it's right. illegal in the tri-state. Sure. So you ditch the car. You head for the rails. You're at Chamber Street. You want to go to Times Square, and you're totally lost. But then you find a good Samaritan who stops you and gives you directions, and she says, ooh, you need to go uptown, girl.
2: Ah. Very solid. Now you're talking about right? a solid traffic report thanks to Billy Joel and Bernie Viner. What else? You got more?
8: Well, you know, it can be brutal dealing with transportation in the Uh, tri-state. We have our issues here in the area, that's for sure. But, you know, in all honesty, it's all about that New York state of mind. Yeah, Mm. it is. Traffic headaches and all. New York, I love you just the way way you are.
2: Fantastic. I like that. I used to, f- very good, Very good. <laughs> Thanks. I used to, you know, I used to feel that sometimes I'd be stuck in traffic. I'd be mumbling and, cr- and then I'd say, thank God, because I work in a market that has a lot of listeners and viewers mm-hmm. and they're all on the roads, which is fine, because if I had no traffic, I'd be working in Peoria right. and I'd uh, have no salary. <laughs> That's so, it. So I was happy with the traffic. Now, just to see, that we have a little dueling battle of the bands here. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, Mike
4: Bauer I has his own creative. A traffic report. Yeah, I Ooh. said, I, when talking about the Taylor Swift thing, I thought, well, I could do that to Bon Jovi songs. Oh, I nice. Could absolutely Here we go. What bon do you got? So, right. uh, mine's not as eloquent as yours, but mine says, who says you can't go home this morning? Sure, your runaway ride on the BQE this morning has you living on a prayer. But keep the faith, you will need the bounce on the ride home. It will be the hardest part of the night. Look out for the tractor trailer dumping its bed of roses (laughs) on the GWB that might leave you screaming, hey, God, we weren't born to follow here on the lost highway. This (laughs) is real life. So hit the 40-minute delays of the Lincoln in a blaze of glory. I'm Mike Bauer. That's traffic, and it's my life.
8: Wow, Wow, nice. Very good. I like that. I got nothing. <laughs> I got I got Zippo.
2: <laughs> First of all, I'm sitting here saying, "Gee, I, I well, I knew the Billy Joel songs. Yeah, but I maybe knew two or about two Bobby. Bon Jovi yeah. ones, maybe three. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. thank you, Bernie. My Bernie. pleasure. Great My job. Great job. Pleasure. I declare Bernie the winner. Oh, wow. Bernie's the winner. Yeah, thank by you. far. All right. You get to do another traffic report yes, in just I a do. few moments. Listen in a few <laughs> seconds. <laughs> thank, thank you. For, and you call the Cuomo Bridge whatever you want. You're the traffic reporter. We'll follow your lead.
8: Well, it's the okay. news span. So. It's the news span. Go. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, coming up, do you know what a trophy wife is? That's what they asked
4: kids in middle school really
2: Mm. that's coming up next
4: our uh, 2017 iheart music festival truly was the super bowl of music so many once in a lifetime music moments great acts and you get the chance to see them all on the cw11 wednesday november 22nd that's the day before thanksgiving and then friday the day after thanksgiving november 24th at 8 p.m thank you michael up next gee she hasn't been on enough Bernie Viter, well, coming up
2: to Mark Simone at the top of the hour, and uh, thank you for those who tweeted and emailed us here. We had this little audio uh, glitch when we went to uh, the traffic report. That was so, so weird. It, things just happened. If you saw the equipment, we have a room with nothing but equipment. Goes, how many radio stations are on this floor? It's at least six, right? Six stations in the Six cluster. stations, right, <sighs> and, uh But there's a room there. You, why not? You'd think it was a <laughs> Pentagon. Was that on the air, Natalie? <laughs> Well, now Natalie sorry, says, don't you don't so. have to go into the details. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, you has got this room with all this audio equipment. Anyway, uh, thank you, Roger Friedman of Showbiz411, one of the people who tweeted us and said, you got some mics on. Thank anyway, you. Thank we you, got sir. it all straightened out. Yes. Thanks, folks. And uh, this is a crazy story. You well, were telling me about it when we came in. This this comes out of a middle school in Virginia. Correct. And this just seems bizarre.
4: It is. It, uh, we usually we I mean, We're used to testing our kids and getting our kids quizzed to find out what they actually know. So you're thinking middle school. You're just thinking sixth, seventh, eighth graders that yeah, are testing. So that, quizzes, that could be right. eleven. Year a 6th grader could be 11, 12. And yeah, my grade. daughter is 10. She's in 5th grade now, so yeah, next so year she be... Yeah, 6th grade. 6th yeah. grade, I expect her to be quizzed on maybe some spelling, perhaps uh, some uh, understanding her yeah. reading, math on some level. Geography. Not, not yeah. to know what the phrase boy toy or mistress Wait are a second. at school. So what is, this is an actual quiz they yeah. gave the kids? Yeah, according right. to a report here, Woodson Middle School in uh, Hopewell, Virginia, a teacher there gave out a quiz that was about family specifically. Like It starts off... there's 20 20 questions on the family quiz the questions like what do you call the father of your father so they're asking well, so, kids to kind of okay. go deep into that so I uh, can get that one yeah okay what about this what do you call the wife of your brother the wife of your brother is your sister-in-law very good wow uh, what do you call the son of your parents Uh, you Oh, your brother—the brother, correct? <laughs> Unless that it's is, you, Ray's got that right. So right. that used to be like a, one of those trick riddle questions. So the
2: you know the son of your parents, yes. but, so that could be you, correct, or it could not be you, the, be exactly. Of okay. your parents,
4: I think, kind of throws that. But this is usually. good
2: for, for an 11 year old. This stuff right. is good. Yeah. So
4: what do you call it when this is question number 17? When a married person has a relationship with someone else? You're kidding, mistress? What an affair? The affair? No. Oh, affair. Question 18. What do you call when a what do you call a married man's girlfriend? There's the mistress. There's your mistress. What about this? What do you call the much... This is question number 19. What do you call the much younger boyfriend of an older woman? Boy toy. <laughs> boy toy. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Question That's 20. it? That was the answer? Question 19 Jeez. is boy toy. Question 20. What do you call the much younger and beautiful wife of an older wealthy man? Oh, the trophy wow. wife. The trophy wife.
2: trophy wife. Those are the correct you know, answers. You, you. This was funny because you were telling me this story. This was about five in the morning. Yeah. And you were saying, what do you call the younger, beautiful uh wife and you and you and i could have swore you said Trumpy wife <laughs> <laughs> and you said, well, that fits. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of, of interchangeable I mean, at this point
4: now, isn't it? <laughs> so now is their fee- are the parents, parents upset? Parents are very upset. Parents well, yeah. have gone to the school saying, how can you let this happen? How is there a teacher that was approving this? How was this ever a form with 20 questions in the school, anything, that somehow made it to my children? So, yeah, they're very upset with about it. They've, they've written letters. I was like, we got this quiz today. It had something to do with boy toy. And the, the teacher, the principal, thought I was playing, but it really wasn't. And she was like, go get the paper. And wow. so the student and the mother brought it. Brought the paper in the yeah.
2: class for everybody to see. And tomorrow part two, and the answer is sex toy. <laughs> I mean that's it. Well, Mike Bauer of NBC News Radio, I have a question for you. Yeah. This comes out of Grubstreet.com. Mm. What percentage of New York City restaurants? Well, this can be for everyone here. What percentage of New York City restaurants have had rodent infestations? Infestation. percentage. infestations. More than fifteen thousand have been cited at some point. So what's uh I'm gonna say twelve percent. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna. Well, the answer is (gasps) sixty-three. Sixty-three percent of New York's restaurants have had. I was gonna think it was higher. I higher than sixty-three. Higher. You know what's in New York between roaches and rats? I mean, don't you think?
1: Why are they paying the rent? We might as well just be eating out on the street.
4: (laughs) 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 Just let us eat on the train tracks, the subway tracks, where the rodents are fighting over fries. Grub Street does
2: point out. That 93% of New York restaurants received an A grade from the health department this year. Okay. This year. So I guess they're talking about over
4: time. Wow. You know, at
2: some point in their career. In, 63, their existence. in their existence. 63% have had rat infestations. That is, to me, that's amazingly high. You want to guess which kind of food had the worst? Oh. Not, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. It almost I guess. Well, it's, it's part of the story. Uh... Eighty percent of the restaurants were cited that were Latin. Oh, I was going to say
4: Chinese food. Seventy nine
2: percent. No, I don't see Chinese. That's funny. I don't see, for example, frozen yogurt, forty five percent. Uh Caribbean restaurants? Thai is high. Thai is high. Seventy five. And one other thing that now they've come up with a new term. We have Generation Y, Generation X. Now we have just Zennials. Zennials. These are people born between 1977 and 1983. Well, I got two Xennials well, as kids.
4: Somebody, uh, another category I'm going to have to remember now to make fun of. Well, there you go,
2: Crossword Puzzle fans. The next one's going to be Zennials, and these were people born between 1977 and 83, uh, whatever. All I can say is whatever. <laughs> whatever. Zennials. I don't know if that's what they say. Mike Bauer, it's been fun. Let's Thank do you, it sir. tomorrow. You got it. Coming up next. After the news at 10, it will be Mark Simone and another chance to win $1,000. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
6: In line at the deli, I guess? Ah, in my dentist's office.